I'm Domica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 63. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Studying Genesis chapters 1 through 2, Moses chapters 2 through 3, and Abraham chapters 4 and 5. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home too. I'm feeling good this morning. I actually slept for like a whole six hours last night. Well, five and a half, but we're rounding up today. That's how we're feeling. Let's jump into the creation. Um, I'm going to do one last shout out on this and then I promise I'll stop talking about it. But if you do not have the don't miss this 2022, a companion or 2022 journal, a companion to your come follow me old Testament study, highly recommend going and getting it because they take the old Testament for me has always been kind of intimidating there's a lot of things happening. We get a lot of repeat of things. It just feels kind of overwhelming. The language I'm fine with, but there's a lot of beginning and I can never keep track of like, okay, well, when is this? Who's talking? What's going on? Um, and this really helps kind of clarify things. Plus, if you watch their YouTube or listen or their YouTube channel or listen to um, their podcast, they go through all of it and make it so much easier to understand. And they're seminary teachers, so they know what the crap they're talking about. Versus a mom who's just reading this and going along with it with you guys. Um, so there's that. But um, if you're on my YouTube channel right now, you can see that they have like a page of stuff that they put out. Anyway, super cool. Highly recommend. Okay, I won't talk about it anymore. First thing I want to talk about that I was like, oh, duh, with this is the Bible is not a science lesson, right? Like these guys were not writing this down to explain the science of how God works. The point of the Bible, the point of all of the testaments, old, new, Book of Mormon as another testament of Christ, the point of all of them is to testify of God and of Christ. The point of all of them is to bring us unto Christ so we can get closer to God, so we can come home right? The point of all of it is to get us to follow God's path for us. Um, and that was like the one like, hey, heads up that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So if you're reading this going, well, how come this doesn't explain the science of how like people happen? Um, because that's not what this is for. So heads up. <laughs> okay. Um, let's jump in to, let's just jump into it. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is, we find, we see this again and again and again. We see it in Genesis 1.18, in Moses 2.16, and in Abraham 4, um, verses 2 and 3. God gave earth light. Like, I love this. This is one of my favorite things that happens in the creation. God goes into this primordial soup that is nothing, right? It's described as, um, earth without form. It's described as a void, as darkness upon the face of the deep. God takes this essential nothingness and in six days, according to him, turns it into 
paradise, right? Like, how cool is that? And my favorite thing, one of my favorite days is the day that God gave the earth light when he separates the light from the darkness. And I love so much that he provides light in the darkness, right? He separates the light from the day and the light and the dark, you know, separates the light from the darkness. And then he gives the earth, he gives a light to rule the day, right? He gives us the sun and then he gives us a light to rule the night. He gives us the moon and firmaments in the sky and the stars, right? Like, I just love that this was a focus of God's. It was like, hmm, darkness can be kind of scary. I'm going to provide them light, lots and lots of light. And the fact that faith is described, you know, faith is like a little seed, right? The song, it's also described as, you know, knowing the sun will rise the next day, even though we don't really know that the sun will rise the next day, we also kind of know that the sun will rise the next day. Like that hope God gave us so early on in the creation. We weren't even there yet. We were not even there yet. Um, human beings were not walking upon the planet and he was like, Oh, we got to make sure that there's light. And I love how necessary light is. And not just in like a, Oh, I love the light and I love the sun kind of way, but also like, we said we're not talking scientifically, but just for a second, scientifically, like light literally feeds plants, which turn around and create oxygen and food for us. Like, how cool is that? Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Um, the next one I want to talk about is, uh, Genesis chapter one verses 26 through 28. And here's some cool stuff. God makes man and woman in his image. We are all created after the likeness of an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving God. And God bless them. Right? Um, I love this because I think, and this is something that they pointed out in the Don't Miss This um, episode for this week. Um, that I just love and I got to mention it that I think sometimes when we read the scriptures and we read about the creation of women, it seems a little kind of like, oh, by the way, we also created woman too. And she's here for Adam. Right. And that's not, I don't think that was ever God's intention to be like, oh yeah, I guess he shouldn't be alone. I guess we'll just give him a woman. Like that makes it sound kind of flippant and like by the by, um, uh, and I don't think that that's how it was at all. I think that he was very purposeful. Um, I do not think it is a coincidence that we are commanded, right? We believe as members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that we are commanded to get married, man and woman, um, right? We know in the scriptures is it is not good for man to be alone. Um, and I would like to flip that, that it is not good for a woman to be alone, Right. Um, there is a reason that we have been commanded to get married and sealed to each other in the temple. And I don't believe for one second that heavenly father would ask us to do something that he has not also done. 
Um, and so there is no reason to believe that God created man after, his, or not to believe that God created man after his image and then did not also turn around and create Eve after our Heavenly Mother's image. Because Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother are both gods. And so gods is plural in these scriptures. And so why not? Right? Why not it be, he says male and female. Why not be the gods that are male and female, our Heavenly Father and our Heavenly Mother? And I love that, that she was part of this. Um, and I do think it is heavily reading between the lines and inferred, but I also believe that she was part of this. Okay. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is, um, I just love this phrase. Okay. Um, so in, I grew up in Hawaii, which I've kind of talked about before. And in Hawaiian, there's a word, um, ha, which sounds silly, but it's not. Um, and it basically means the breath of life. And if you've ever watched like any kind of, I think they do it in Moana too, any kind of Polynesian movies. This is something that you see a lot where, um, they do, I think that they do this in Moana where they come up to each other and they put their foreheads, they touch their foreheads and their noses to each other and they breathe in together. They just breathe. And this is the breath of life. This is the ha, right? This is us breathing together, being alive together, recognizing this connection between us. And I love that this is how it's phrased in the scripture in uh, Genesis 2, 7. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Like, oh, I just love that so much. Um, and in the Doctrine and Covenants, we learn that the soul is the body and the spirit put together, right? That's, that's the soul. When we are just the spirit or just a body, we're just a spirit or just a body. We're, we are not complete. We are the soul. We are a soul, a living soul when we are body and spirit, which is why it's so necessary for us to have bodies both to go through this life. And then obviously as resurrected beings, we need bodies. So in order to have souls, body plus spirit. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to talk about that I kind of like was like, Oh, a little bit for me through reading this was in Genesis. Yes. Still Genesis. Um, chapter two verses 24 and 25. This is, um, man shall leave his father, cleave unto his wife, right? That's these verses. And I love, I was thinking about this. I was like, Adam does this, right? Adam and Eve are in the garden. Eve, you know, Satan comes and beguiles her. She eats the fruit. She takes it to Adam. She's like, this is what happened. He eats the fruit and then they leave, right? He could have been like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And she's like, okay, well, you're going to hang out here in this garden by yourself. And he's like, okay, bye. He could have, he could have been like, I'm staying with my father and my mother and I'm not going with you. You're on your own. But it's also a scripture. It's also a commandment that man shall cleave, shall leave his father and cleave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife. And so I think it's cool that even though he was disobedient because he ate of the fruit, he was also obedient because he was cleaving unto his wife. Um, anyway, so just kind of a little note that I think that that's an interesting point. Okay. We're going to jump into Moses real quick. 
Um, and I'm just going to read it. It's uh, chapter two, verse five. And I, God, called the light day. Like I said, I'm a little obsessed with the light, okay? I, God, called the light day, and the darkness I called night. And this I did by the word of my power, and it was done as I spake. And the evening and the morning were the first day. As he spake, okay? I'm huge on words, right? I'm a writer. I read like a maniac. I love words. I got my degree in English. Um, I want to go back to school. I'd love to go back to school, but focus. I love words so much. And I love the idea that God created with words. Um, and I also love that he goes through. So, okay, let's, let's move a little bit further and then I'll talk about it. So in verses 24 through 26, this is still Moses too. Um, God made everything. From the teeniest, tiniest, creepy little bug to humans to the most gigantic, biggest, hugest whale that ever graced the presence of the earth. He made everything. He had a hand in everything. And what that looks like scientifically, I don't know. But I am not one to limit God, whether he, however he did it, whether, I don't, I don't think based on the way that I read the creation, it's not a one day event. It's a process. And I don't think that he was just like, boom, it happened. Snap, snap, snap. Okay. I want whales. There are whales. I want, well, I don't know. What's another animal? Cats. There's some cats. Oh, here. I want some dogs. And um, how about some goldfish? And yeah, I don't think that it was just like snapping things into pro progression. I think it was probably more like Hey, we should like, I think it, we know in the scriptures, it says in, oh, pretty sure Doctrine and Covenants that everything that is created here, everything that we see here on this planet was created in spirit first. And so, um, I always think of the Pocahontas song, every light or what is it? Every, every leaf, every creature, every rock has a name, something like that. I don't remember. I don't remember the lyrics, but anyway, that's, I just picture her running through the forest and like touching the things and they light up a little bit. Anyway, um, I love this idea that it's all process and that God had a hand in creating everything and that not a single thing that exists on this earth, not a single living thing is untouched by God's hand, right? I love that, that he had a hand in every single one of us. He had a hand in shaping me and in shaping you and in shaping every single person, every single spirit that has ever existed. I love that so much that we are all so important to him that he took the time to be like, Oh, this teeny tiny microplankton that's going to be very necessary to the life of the blue whale, which is going to be the largest creature ever to grace the presence of the earth. It, this little microplankton is going to be super important to feeding that giant whale. I'm going to design this little microplankton. Oh, and the giant whale. Yeah. We'll help design him too. Like everybody, everybody. And I think that that's amazing. I also love, um, and they point this out in the don't miss this, um, that at the end of every day, and I'm so guilty of this. Okay. At the end of every day, God looks at his work and it was good and it was good, right? He doesn't end day one and go, Oh, I don't know. It looks like a big rock. I don't know. It's not very pretty. I don't know. I don't, I don't, mm, eh. there's not anything living on it. There's, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about this. 
I think that this is a terrible mistake. I think this is a giant mess. I'm giving up. Right? He doesn't do that. He looks at the day's progress and goes, hmm, that's good. I love it. Awesome. We'll pick up again tomorrow. Right? He doesn't look at day one and expect day six progression. He recognizes the progress for what it is, and it was good. How many times do we discount all of the progress that we make, all of the work that we have done, because it's not where we want it to be, and it doesn't look like the finished product yet? We're discounting the process, and God himself, the most powerful being on the planet, who I firmly believe, if he wanted to, could snap things into existence, works line by line, precept by precept, here a little, there a little. He builds, right? Every single day in the creation builds upon the day before. He takes it a little bit at a time. And we know that time doesn't work the same for God as it does for us. For all I know, it was thousands and thousands and thousands of years. It was one million, day one was one million years. Day two was one million years. I don't know. I wasn't, I mean, I was there, but I don't remember any of it. Like, you know, I'm sure we were all watching and be like, ooh, what's going to happen next? You know, pass the popcorn. I don't know, spirits eat popcorn? Probably not. But the point is, is like, he looks at the every single day and he's like, this is good. Good. I love it. Let's, let's pick up tomorrow. Right. Um, and I think that that's super important that, that we recognize that creation for God was a process and creation for us who are created after his image is going to be a process for us too. Creation is a process. Um, which is like everything, right? We learned that like, even with like repentance and the gospel principles of us becoming more like him, it's not a one day event. You don't get baptized and okay, poof, you're done. You know, you don't go to the temple or you don't go on a mission and then poof, you're done. Like you're, you know, okay, I'm just going to sit here and wait until I die. Cause I'm finished. Um, that's not how it works. It's a process. It's a day by day, little by little um, thing that I think is super important for us to recognize. And I love this idea. And I kind of mentioned it before that God takes the primordial ooze, the darkness upon the face of the deep and turns it into paradise. Now, if God can do that with nothingness, with void earth, without form, what can he do with you? What can he do with me? If we give our will to him and we do as he asks, what can he do with us? I think he can do a lot. I think he can make life a paradise. And I don't mean this in the sense of like, you know, not having to deal with mosquitoes or having to deal with hardship or pain. But I think that he can take what we perceive in our lives as nothingness and void and, um, life without form and he can give it form and he can give it purpose. Every single thing on the planet he created has purpose, including you, including me, including every single human being that you'll ever meet on this planet. And I love that so much. God did, was not unpurposeful. God was very purposeful. He thought about it. He thought about creating you. He did it on purpose because you have a purpose. I have a purpose and I'm still figuring it out. And so it's okay if you're still figuring it out. Um, 
but I bet you God knows. And I bet if you ask him, he'll let you in on it. And I'll talk to you next week.